You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks, Foul Weather and Kitty Cornered, and here's Bill Holm. Oh, hi Bill. I'm here with book character Bill Holm, who is enjoying a yummy Sorry, Bob. peanut Stop. butter sandwich. Sorry, Bob. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, how you been, Bill? Oh, wow. Well, we are on our way to our annual trip to, where are we going, Bill? That's right. We are going to our annual trip to McGee Marsh. And now I feel a little bit guilty because I still haven't posted the second half of a birding show that we did last year. And I haven't posted the half where I do my Richard Harris impression. But, you know, there's some legal negotiation I have to do with the Richard Harris estate before I can clear that for broadcast. But uh, that'll be coming soon. This is going to be a little bit different than our other McGee Marsh shows because there's something... It'll be good. Um, well, there's some funny business mm-hmm. at McGee Marsh. And I'll tell you one thing, it isn't this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bill, there's something funny going on at McGee Marsh. And that is, well, I'm confirmed. what it is is that usually there is a blog on the McGee Marsh website. And the blog is about what birds are expected for, like, because this is the biggest week in American birding Mm -hmm. this week. Yeah. And so usually there will be, like, a four-day preview of these are the birds that are expected to come in because of the weather patterns. And How is that sandwich, by the way? Oh, good, good. And uh, then they'll say, after a couple days have passed, there'll be a preview of the next four or five days about what weather patterns there are and, again, what the next stream of birds are going to be. Or if the weather is, the front is coming through the wrong way, and so the birds are going to be delayed, new ones delayed coming in. But there's... Exactly. So I don't know what's going on because there's only been one biggest week prediction post and it was posted on may 5th or 6th and it was for may 7th through 11th today is the 12th yeah wow i know it and today is the 12th and there have not been any updates at all none whatsoever (laughs) i know something funny is going on and it isn't just that i mean here in the middle of the biggest week you would think that they would want to tell people what to expect so that they could get the most out of their birding experience. I know. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but, um, you know, I haven't been on, done a podcast for so long that before we talk more about McGee Marsh and why we're going there, I have a little bit of housekeeping to attend to. So uh, where'd you put that broom? <laughs> Just a second. 
Oh, do you have a mop? I can't <laughs> find the mop water. Wait a minute. All right, all right. Oh, okay, thank you. Whew, boy, housekeeping is tough. So I got an email from um, my producer at uh, in January saying he was hoping I was going to do some new shows. Because really? I yeah yeah because I haven't posted any shows since oh summer and um, did you bring that email? No, I didn't bring it. But it 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 happened, and I felt guilty, and so I scheduled three shows. I really I had three shows set up. I was going to do on pet topics, mm-hmm. but the problem is they did not happen. The first show that I had planned, it turned out that the guest didn't exist. <laughs> How can I do a show the guest didn't exist? Well, how, did you book this guest? I really, I, an answer doesn't exist for that. So then the second show that I had all planned, I was just about to do it, and then it turned out that I don't exist. Oh. So how can I do a show? And then the third show, neither the guest nor myself exist. Well, you can't do a show. No. What does he expect you to do? Right. So I gave him my best wow. effort. and. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you and I are beyond existence. I may exist. I doubt it, though. But in my favor, I should say that you and I have done... How many podcasts just this year we've done that we've been kind enough not to post? Oh, there have been like six? Fifty? Hundred? I mean, we, we've done countless podcasts and listened to them and decided that there's just no point inflicting them on people. Some of them we haven't even bothered to listen to. Some of them we didn't even bother to make. Exactly. That's how bad they were. So, to be honest with you, I kind of had a hellish year. Oh? Yeah, I know you did too. And well, there's just boy. been, you know... Some Let me per- tell you about my... No, go ahead. With well, there's here. some personal issues that mm. I don't like to talk about because they're, they're awful. They're just awful. And well, you can, don't, you, can you say anything about them? Well, I was, was going to say that some, you know, when really bad things happen, you don't feel like... If you do a show, you're either going to do a show that's really negative or you got to pretend. And I'm not really quite enough of a professional to uh, you know pretend that everything is okay when you know oh i think everyone can hear it in your voice well one i don't like to talk about it but well then don't well i guess we're so (laughs) far into it i should i should say we well we had a problem last year with garlic mustard on the property oh mm -hmm. you know yeah that's terrible yeah that's just awful it just grows yeah you pull it up and it comes right back Mm -hmm. and you know what am i supposed to do i know and I just, you know... I could, How can you do a podcast? Uh-uh. No. Nope. So I do have some good news, and that is it looks like, finally, my birding book may have a publisher. You're kidding me. I know it. I know it. And um, this, uh, of course, you have possibly the biggest role in this birding book. Pivotal. Pivotal role. I think you have a larger role in this birding book than you've had in any other book. I think if you combined all my other appearances... They would still be less than my appearance in this last book. I don't know. Which makes it almost inexplicable that it's taken a little while to find a publisher. I know it. Maybe. I know it. But What a victory for you. It is a victory. I don't want to say yet who the publisher is, but they're very enthusiastic about it. But this is the odd thing about it. They're having an outside person. Three people there read my proposal. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe I shouldn't have proposed. Maybe that was going a little too far. I the mean, flowers. I, did you send flowers? Well, I sent flowers and candy and in mm-hmm. a ring. But three people like the proposal, but they're having some outside agency. Really? Yeah. Look at the proposal. 
Does this tie in with the shenanigans going on at McGee Marsh by any chance? I don't know, I because I have a theory what this is about. Okay, go ahead. I think the theory is that uh, they've hired an outside agency to make sure that I haven't made any lewd remarks on the Internet. Hmm. Hmm. Well, good luck with that, then. <laughs> yeah, I know it, because um, my uh, Facebook its just... It's just one lewd joke after another. It's vile sometimes, in fact. <laughs> it is vile. But, you know, the Internet... <laughs> no excuse. The Internet is wonderful. These kids these days, they have these wise phones. <laughs> uh-huh. And the stuff they can do with these wise phones mm -hmm. it, it is amazing. I looked up something on Google on a wise phone. You did? I did. I was, I was borrowing it from a gal at work. And now we all know that there's an artist you named... You borrowed Google from a gal at work? I did. I did. I borrowed Google. I wow. hope no one else had to use it. But, I mean, we all know that there's Gordon Lightfoot, right? I was Googling Gordon there, Lightfoot. Well, there was Gordon. Yeah, right. Is he... Did we lose Gordon? May, I don't know. That's a good question, but we can look that up on Google later. Well, I don't have the Wise phone anymore. Oh, okay, okay. But I was shocked to learn that there was another Canadian artist named Gordon Shoefoot. <laughs> Really? Did you know that? Yeah, I did not know that. That is amazing. Yeah, and he had a big hit it in was. Canada. Yeah. The Wreck of the Tom McCann. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. And, you I know. Bet, did that precede the other Wreck of? What? What other? The Gordon Lightfoot song, The Wreck what? of the Edmund Fitzgerald? The, I haven't heard that one. Oh, okay. So, you know, with these wise phones, you can find out anything. And I expect that this uh, outside agency that's investigating me, that they're probably using, they probably have an armada of wise phones, and they're looking at my um, lewd posts on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. Twitter, too? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I think, can you delete those real quick? How do you delete them? I'm not sure. I just heard that maybe, I don't know. I don't think about I it. I thought when I turned my computer off, they went away. Maybe that's so. I don't really know. But the good thing is that if this book does come out, and if in the book I mention that I do a podcast, mm -hmm. that this podcast right now will be, you know, our birding podcast, there'll be an educational tool for people. Absolutely. That's why I do this. Podcasts like this. Like I don't do this to entertain. No. Mm -mm. This is helping out young birders mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, would-be birders. And so if you have bought my book... Our young people are the future of birding. Yeah, I mean, just, just say that my book is out and someone bought it. A mm -hmm. person bought it. And they see the link and they're listening to this now to find out a little wow. bit more about birding. Wow. Think of that. Think of right finding now, this. Right now. They said we're addressing them right now, potentially. Think of that. I can't. And this is what they get. Wow. Not only have they sat through the book, but now they get this. Wow. It, it, hmm. This is blowing my mind. I know it. This is like a time-space warp thing. It is. It is. So anyway... It's the third wall, isn't it? It is the third wall. It's, a, it's like a pyramid. <laughs> so anyway, we're headed to McGee Marsh for the annual migration festivities, and we will check in with the people. I don't know. Should we do some live recording from McGee Marsh? I would. I think everyone would love that. If, you, if this is an educational tool, what more educational thing could there be than to actually have 
uh, live, you know what I mean? Yes. I don't know what kind of birds we're going to find because of the suppression at McGee Marsh this week. Do you the think it's affected down. the birds themselves? Well, I just hope that it like it I hope not. I hope that it doesn't involve fracking. We've seen a lot of heavy equipment on the road. Mm -hmm. I hope they haven't closed the boardwalk and they're, mm -hmm. you know, doing something because mm -hmm. it's just all very suspicious. Well, an oil spill, perhaps, or maybe there's a toxic cloud from the nuclear power plant. I don't next know. Door. Is it irresponsible to speculate for the listeners who have tuned in for educational purposes? Oh, that's interesting because actually, by the time they hear this, the mystery may have been solved. Well, we we will we will add that for the conclusion of this show. We will keep people up to oh, date. Oh, okay. So you know, without a conflict, there's no story. <laughs> exactly. I've heard that. I mean, that's like a famous Ted thing. Isn't it is it? a famous Ted thing. So, okay, so we're headed for <clears throat> McGee Marsh. It's a cold weather front has pushed through and not ideal for birds, I don't think. So I think the thing is we're going to have to bird hard. Oh, I hate to say that because in the past, the birds have been handed to us on a platter. Well, mm -hmm. on a stick sometimes. Mm. But I think we're going to have to bird real hard this time. I don't know if I'm up for for hard burden. Well, I don't know if I brought my my hard burden equipment. Well, I want to think positive. So join me in this little phrase I'd like to say together is that we're not going to be content just to see one or two birds. We're going to see them all. <laughs> okay, so are we going to be happy just seeing one or two birds? No, we're going <laughs> to see them all. There's no way I'm joining in. Okay. Well, you are listening to the first half of a multi-part podcast. This is McGee Marsh 2015, The Mystery of the Clampdown. And we will be back with you on site at McGee Marsh after a word from our sponsor. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Listen, cat people, it's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, and big money. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. It guarantees less smells, less work, all with less litter. Try the small bag that lasts one cat 30 days and you'll realize it's just litter. Unless it's World's Best Cat Litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and at your local grocery and pet stores. Active 4 Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active 4 Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S, dot com. Or call 888-512-2848.
Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we're back with What Were You Thinking? with uh, Bob Tart, author of... and book character Bill Holm. Good evening. And we are... Bill, what, what would you say our mood is right now? Celebratory. And what are we celebrating? Um, just living another day because there weren't a whole lot of birds. But, you know, it wasn't bad. I'm celebrating with a cocktail. And I'm going to, uh, before we get in, of course, you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, you promised, uh, what? You promised what? that you were going to give us the Cape May. See, last year, Bill and Marcia went to Cape May, New Jersey, which is another birding hot spot, great spot for warbler migration. And Bill gave us a 2014 Cape May report. And I understand that you are going to give us a 2015 Cape May what? report. What? Yeah, are, oh, aren't you? What? You knew you were going to do that, didn't you? What, what, what? Let me check my notes. I, I'm sure I have some. Okay. So you you I, ready? Sure do you have, I, I, I think you have I material have some... to get ready? Let me just get my papers together. Um, well, look, do you want to? Me, just give me a minute. I didn't go. Well, that's an amazing report. So you didn't go to Cape May? Mm -mm. No, not this year. We went last year, but we didn't go this year. Okay, so that's our Cape May report. And um, anyone planning on going to Cape May, New Jersey to see birds, I think that you're going to find that very instructive. Sure, just, I mean, you know, I didn't go, so I don't really know. Okay. Another thing last year was that, I don't know if you recall, Bill, but I made a observation about Napoleon. Do you remember who, who, that? Who could forget that observation? Yeah, and, and it was it was amazing to me that Napoleon met his Waterloo at the Battle of Waterloo. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm still laughing inside about it. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's also one of those observations that kind of knocks your socks off because it's a coincidence. Well, that, I mean, coincidences are often very humorous. Right, and believe it or not, I found another one. It's almost the equal of that. I don't see how it could be. This is Irish-born boxer John L. Sullivan. He, you're not going to believe this, Irish-born boxer John L. Sullivan, this happened way last century, but he got involved in a Donnybrook at Donnybrook. What? Yeah, is oh, that something? Whoa. Oh, you're blowing my I mind. I know it. I you're know it. That's my just mind. Now, see, that's the kind of thing... Wow. That's the kind of thing that you can find, I understand, if you're one of these boys or girls these days who has a WISE phone. You can just do Google, and you can look up things like that on a WISE phone. Now, I was thinking that, remember when we were growing up, we would say, uh, we'd approach some gal, and we'd say, um, hey, toots, what's your phone number? Mm -hmm. And the really smart cookie would say, I don't know, I never call myself. Well, this is the 21st century. And these days, if you did that, if you said, Hey, toots, 
what's your phone number? She'd say, I don't know. I never text myself. <laughs> I think the youngsters listening to the show are going to appreciate that one. You know, I, you know can I be honest? I no. Mean, <laughs> okay, well, forget it then. Let's talk about our birding today. And we were talking earlier about the fact that there seemed to be some kind of a clampdown of information on what was happening at McGee Marsh, and I thought it boded ill. I'm not feeling so good myself right now. No, no. Uh, How many glasses of gluten-free enjoyment have you had so far? Um, I don't know. I I mean, I feel, you know, I mean, there's still some left. Okay. So when we got to McGee Marsh, usually on the biggest week in American birding, which is what they call the two-week festival or 10-day festival, there are so many throngs of people you can't even get through the boardwalk. Is, isn't that correct? You have to kind of muscle past people to get to the, to the boardwalk. Why is it the biggest week in American birding if it's 10 days or two weeks? Because of the sound of money. Cha-ching. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. Like, like tweet-tweet. Right. That's, that's ex- it's the ka-ching bird. Uh-huh. And whoever is organizing it ain't cuckoo. Oh, no, 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 no. And that might explain why there weren't any posts about the birding situation, because really the birding situation was nothing to crow about. (laughs) There were not very many people there, and this is probably the second worst season we've ever been there, don't you think? If you wanted to put them on a scale, I suppose you would have to say that. Who are we putting on a scale? Well, I've put on a couple of pounds lately. But we did manage. I think the main difference is it was maybe three years ago that was the worst migration in McGee Marsh history. That's how uh, one seasoned birder put it. And I saw his wife putting pepper on him, so he was very well seasoned. And it wouldn't say that this year is as bad, because we managed to to find, I'm not going to say see, because a couple of these birds I only hoid rather than seen, but we found 15 species of warblers. So I understand. Right. And I mean, I saw maybe like four, and then you're saying, oh, listen, oh, there's a... There's a <laughs> but we a, found most of them. An Amana bird, huh? But we found most of those that I said I heard. Thanks to me. Right, thanks to you for then, I, I would hear them, and then you would spot them. Just, yes, and I'm sticking to that story. I, 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 I continue to maintain that I saw those birds. Right, and you did. So, but we had to bird hard, as I predicted, didn't I? You did. As we were driving up, you said, this is not going to be easy burden. And it wasn't easy burden. It was a burden. There was, it sounds like you have a text coming Let in. See Let's it. see. Let it's, me... uh, dear Bob and Bill, speed it up a little bit, the producer. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> so anyway, the problem was that it was cold. It's and May windy. and it's cold and windy. And these were not favorable conditions for more birds to migrate north, riding wafts of warm air on a very pleasurable front, pushing up from the south. No, this was nasty, cold, wet air from the north bearing down, just like... Well, just like the terrible circumstances that rent our country apart in the war between the states. North versus south. That's right. And so a lot of birds left rather than face that kind of a conflict. And no new birds 
provided reinforcements. But you got to watch out for the feather baggers. Oh, yes, you do. And there were a few of them there. There were too many of them there. You yeah. know, people who are just in it for the quick buck. Yeah. So that might be why there were no reports, because... Uh, I think people's fingers were too frozen to text, to tweet, to email, to do whatever it takes to communicate what's going on. Yeah. Because how much? What, what does it take? I mean, for how many days? Three days there's been this, this silence. It's like radio silence. What's going on? Why are there no? Why is there no communication from McGee Marsh? What's happening? And we go today, and we see a diversity of birds. Right. We don't see a lot of birds, but we see a diversity of birds. And then, and then, so you wonder, well, why? What's the big deal? I mean, why? Why not promote this? Are they ashamed? Why should they be ashamed? I think they should be proud and support of the birds bird, that are here and support bird equality. Bird equality. But you know what? I think another problem was, and this is something I figured out, is that in years past they used. Twitter to tell people about what the birds are so that you could uh, look on Twitter under the hashtag and then say, oh, in uh, position 14 on the boardwalk, they're seeing a Connecticut warbler. And then you could go to position 14 and see a Connecticut warbler. But they messed with the hashtag. And this year, the hashtag was the biggest week in American birding. And that's kind of a long hashtag. And so any of the tweets I saw were two or three letters, and that was it. And they just didn't tell you anything. It'd be like you'd type in the hashtag, the biggest week in American birding, and it'd say, or what, or eh. And there just was no more room because of the 140-character limit. That's, that is very poor planning. Who's their social media director? I don't know, because I don't think they had enough characters to... Um, get that kind of information out. I don't know who it was. It would have to be someone named like um, Jim? Ty, T-Y. And then there'd be another letter left. Oh, that's it. That Yeah. So we, you know, we saw a lot of birds. We had a bird hard to see them, but we saw quite a few birds. I've never birded that hard. No, but we saw 15 warblers, as you I say. told myself the last time it was bad, I'd never bird that hard again. But I birded harder than I did that last time. And I think the rewards were better greater actually i think there were more i think there were fewer people which made the diversity of birds more interesting and not just the boardwalk when we went to the pituitary trail there were um, some nice birds there there were some prothonotary warblers tennessee warblers those were in abundance i don't think we saw any other warbler as many of number as the tennessee warbler no i saw the chumley warbler oh how many of those did you see seven we'd better get back to the zoo before stanley misses us not to put too fine a point on it, not to over-egg the pudding, as my friends in England say. <laughs> but, um, oh, look, we've done 11 minutes so far. Can you believe it? So I want to tell one funny story. Oh, please do. I mean, I'm out. I'm fresh out. Well, I had an odd thing happen. Um, I was Bill and I were both pointing out birds to people <clears throat> because, you know, we've reached sort of a level of expertise where we can point and say, I think I hear a gray catbird. Or isn't that a robin? And then someone who might not know that without a field guide will go, where? So anyway, I happened to find a yellow rump warbler, which is a very common warbler. And some woman came up to me and said, what are you looking at? And I told her, and she said, are you Bob? What? She said, are you Bob? And I said, yes. And she said, and do you write books? And so she was there, and you I know you forget it at the time because of the 
happy beverage that you're imbibing, but you, I have to I'm see... I'm celebrating. Oh, but you... When you celebrate, you know, you put your mind, so you, you empty your mind, and you just you just sort of enjoy the moment. And, and, you know, you don't have to think about the day, you know, all the, you know, the petty annoyances that happen, you know, when you're birding with somebody. You know, it doesn't... No, it, it's, it's nothing. No. But anyway, I was quite surprised and shocked at that there were three people there, and I don't know how they knew me, because... I don't know. It, it was. I haven't been you recognized. Know what was interesting. It was three ladies. Yes, it was three ladies. And I just think that's interesting. And so, I mean, there I am standing off to the side while you're surrounded with these three beautiful women and talking about how successful you are, and you know about about the sales of all your books and about the people you know. And they're just going, "Oh my goodness! Oh, it's, I'm just so happy to meet you. This is such a thrill. This is such a privilege." Uh, it didn't really happen that way, Linda. Oh, it looks like we're running out of time. <laughs> so uh, we'd like to thank you for... Uh, Bill and I are going back tomorrow. Uh, it was dark. I didn't get a lot of good pictures. Bill has some incriminating video, which means this trip is going to cost me dearly. And um, uh, how much you want for that? And we're, uh, the price is going up. Uh-oh. So uh, we're going to go back tomorrow and try and see some more birds. And I'm going to try and get a hold of uh, somebody's... Uh, memory card but uh, enough we uh so thanks for uh, joining us and thanks to our producer mark for mark, mark putting up with us mark is a hero he's a, a hero he- of mine too i mean i don't i don't know why he lets this see any sort of like internet thing oh i don't either but um i'm hoping that the kids with the wise phones enjoy it so if you have any uh, comments or complaints about this show, just uh, email me at bob at petliferadio.com. If you don't exist, you can visit my website, uh, and that is bobtart.com, and find out about my books. And Bill, you're on Facebook. Would you like people to friend you on Facebook? Absolutely not. Okay, so uh, thanks to everybody, and uh, bye-bye until next year. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.